Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org. Radio.org. Now, here's our show today. The first need of man is to be regenerated, to receive the divine life to fulfill God's purpose, and that's what we've covered in our last few Life Study radio programs. But today we're considering the second need of man, which is to be satisfied. Nothing can genuinely Satisfy man other than Christ. Stay with us for today's Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. And joining us again for today is Mark Robbie. Mark, thanks for coming back to the studio and sharing your thoughts about Christ being man's real satisfaction. Welcome back. It's great to be back. Thanks. Mark, in today's program, we're discussing John chapter 4. The title of this Life Study is The Need of the Moral, Life's satisfying. We'll have another message on it, so today won't be the only one. Please give our listeners an introduction as to why Witness Lee came up with this title for this program. Yes, it's quite a striking title. Previously, in John 3, we had the case of Nicodemus, who was a moral man. Now we have a a second case with an immoral woman. And The Gospel of John reveals that the Lord Jesus, as life, meets the need of every kind of person. We're all sinners, but each one of us is a particular kind of person with a particular need. The Samaritan woman in John 4 was a woman who was desperately seeking satisfaction. And satisfaction is a basic and legitimate human need, which is meant to be filled by the Lord himself. But in her pursuit of satisfaction before she found the Lord, she pursued immoral things, which many many people do. She was thirsty for satisfaction, so she drank from the well of immorality. The way the Lord came in to meet her need was by revealing himself as the living water that would satisfy her for eternity and free her from all those other pursuits. He told her, whoever drinks of this water will never thirst again. Well, that's a good uh, opening word. 
Let's go to Witness Lee for today's Life Study of John radio program number 17, which corresponds to printed Life Study message of John number 11, originally spoken by Witness Lee on March 31st, 1975, in Washington, D.C. Following regeneration, we have a case showing us the real satisfaction. It is so wonderful, everything was under the Lord's sovereignty, that there was such a moral man like Nicodemus, with a high standard, with the highest attainment. Praise the Lord, there was also a provision of such a low, mean, Samaritan woman with mixed blood. Nothing is good, nothing is pure. You see, the Samaritans claimed that they were Jews. Really, they were not. You see, Nicodemus was excellent. Ah, This Samaritan woman... Ah, was miserable. The Lord really has the mercy. I'm so glad we do know the name of Nicodemus, but none of us could know the name of the Samaritan woman. Probably when we get into eternity, we will meet her. We will find who she is. (laughs) But anyhow, because she was so mean, so low, so the Bible didn't give us her name. It's really good. Even the Lord tried to keep some secret. Nicodemus! Oh, the name is so loudly sung in the Bible. What's the name of the Samaritan woman? The Lord covers the name because that name is not so sweet. That name is not so glorious. That name is not so excellent. That name is terrible. Why? Because she was altogether a mixture. She was an extraordinary case among all so many female cases. With her, if you read the Bible carefully, everything was extraordinary. Even her going to the well to draw water was extraordinary. Mark, let's talk about this contrast between the honorable and noble Nicodemus in John chapter 3 and this low-class woman that is not even named in John chapter 4. Yes, the contrast is really striking and, and helpful to us in understanding this matter. I believe that the Apostle John, when he wrote this gospel, intentionally put these two cases side by side. In the first case, you have Nicodemus who is an elderly man, a good man, a man of good reputation, a religious man, a knowledgeable man. And in the Lord speaking to him, he emphasized that even though all of that was true, there was still a poison within this good man, which actually makes him not that different from the woman in the next case. So when we come to John 4, there's a woman, not a man. She's not a Jew. She's a Samaritan. She doesn't have a good reputation like Nicodemus. And she's acknowledged to be an immoral person because of her many husbands and other uh, 
male uh, companions. So here we see this crucial point that every one of us needs the Lord to be our life. It doesn't matter if we are young or old, male or female, good or bad, moral or immoral, ethical or unethical, religious or unreligious. One thing we all need is we need the Lord Jesus to be our life. We need to drink of him as the living water. We need to be freed from the sinful nature within us, and we need to be satisfied with Christ, the living water within us. It's interesting, Mark, that you have nine cases in the Gospel of John, the Holy Spirit. It says in at the end of the Gospel, there were many other things, but these were selected. These were specifically selected. So these nine cases were very important to show that the life of God meets the need of every man. And it's interesting that it was the first case was the need of the moral. Second case is the need of the immoral. Yes, no doubt it was the inspiration of the Holy Spirit within the Apostle John that caused him to put these two cases side by side. Okay, let's go back to Witness Lee. If you read the whole Bible, you realize this Samaritan woman was foreknown by God in eternity past. And she was also predestinated, marked out by God the Father. And she, no doubt, had been given to the Lord Jesus by the Father. And the Lord Jesus got a burden. My, just one single, mean, low, immoral, smart woman <laughs> was given by the Father to him. He got a burden. And he went there to do the will of the Father. Later on, he told the disciples to do the will of the Father was his food. He went there to Samaria to do the will of God. What will? Just to get that one single Samaritan immoral woman. Just that one soul <laughs> was worse well of the Lord going there. Purposely. Verse 4, and he had to pass through Samaria. <laughs> the Savior knows where the sinner is. Oh, the Savior knows the real situation of the sinner. The Lord Jesus went there, and the Lord Jesus sent away all the disciples, and the Lord Jesus just sat there waiting, and she came. It's wonderful. If you look back into your salvation, into your history of salvation, you realize <laughs> to some extent the same principles were there. The Lord came to you. You didn't go to heaven. Did you go to heaven? No. He came down to you to the very spot where you were. You didn't go to meet the Savior, did you? But the Savior came to you. 
It is by this way that we all got saved. It's marvelous. Mark, I really agree with Witness Lee's word here that this is uh, marvelous. He also said earlier it's wonderful. I would say this is really sweet, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's a good word for it. It's a, a sweet account of the Lord's heart for one single sinner. And uh, Witness Lee mentioned this verse that appears in John 4. It says he had to pass through Samaria. Actually, going to Samaria was a detour. It was an intentional detour that the Lord took just to go and find and meet and save this one sinner. It's really marvelous that he took that kind of detour to find each and every one of us. When we consider our entire life history, where we were born, our family, but especially when we consider the circumstances that surrounded our experience of salvation, we will see that all of it was arranged by the Lord in a wonderful way so that he would come to us and we would be able to receive his salvation. He didn't ask us to go to him. He knew that we could not or we would not go to him. So he came to us just as he came to this Samaritan woman. He came right into our situation, our sinful situation, and he didn't condemn her or us for being sinful and for needing satisfaction. Instead, he came into us as the living water to save us from sin and satisfy us eternally. Mark, I just want to stay here a minute and dwell on this thought because, like I said, it's a sweet point, and the Lord did visit each one of us, and I think each one of us could give a testimony about how we, we he did. And I just want to give a quick testimony. Maybe you have something. I know for myself, I grew up in a Catholic family, and my brother, when he was in college, somebody came to him with the gospel, then he came back to my whole family with the gospel. And so, in a sense, I was in a Catholic family, and it was, and so I was religious. I went to Mass. I went to catechism. I did a lot of religious things, but I was still very sinful. And so, I still remember as a teenage boy, my brother coming to me, that was really God taking a detour to visit me with the gospel, just like he visited this woman. Yeah, the way he visited you and me was not... Uh, as himself directly coming to us, but he came to us in a man, and in my case, he he came as my boss in a restaurant where I was working as a cook, and late at night, this man spoke the gospel to me. It was 2 a.m., actually, when he spoke the gospel to me. I think that's quite a detour. Awesome. I think uh, every one of the Genuine Believers has a testimony about how sweet this word is, how the Lord detours to reach us by going out of his way. Let's go on to the conclusion of of today's life study. Witness Lee's got some striking phrases in here, how they were all thirsty. The Savior was thirsty. The sinner was thirsty. They came both were hungry, but at the end they both were fed and they both 
We're not thirsty anymore. Let's go to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study. A thirsty Savior and a thirsty sinner. You think you are thirsty? Well, you are thirsty. Your thirst is a sign that the Savior is thirsty. The Savior is thirsty of what? Thirsty of you. To Him, you are the living water. To the Savior, you are the living water. The Savior will say, nothing could satisfy me but you. In the heavens, I have myriads of angels. None of them can satisfy me but you. So I came to the earth to get the living water. And you are my living water. Both the Savior and the sinner, they both were hungry and thirsty. The sinner was thirsty, coming to draw water to satisfy her thirst. And the Savior was hungry and thirsty. You see? By that time, the Savior needed to eat something and to drink something. So he sent the disciples to buy the food and he asked of the sinner for some water. But eventually, you know, eventually the sinner didn't drink anything, neither the Savior drink anything. But both parties got satisfied. Isn't <laughs> this wonderful? Why? Because the sinner drank of the Savior. And the Savior had a drink of this sinner. So they both got satisfied. And that surprised the disciples. When the disciples came back with the food, they said, Lord, here's the food. The Lord said, I got satisfied already. <laughs> then the disciples talk about what kind of food he got. What kind of food he got? He got the food of the sinner. The sinner was the food to him. The Savior was thirsty after the sinner, and the Savior was hungry after the sinner. Oh, the Lord and the Savior was hungry after you and me. One day, he got us. He was satisfied. Mark, the Lord and the woman, they both came to the well hungry and thirsty. Eventually, however, neither the Savior nor the sinner drank or ate anything. Yet both were satisfied, which is the emphasis here, being satisfied. This is really wonderful. And the sinner, as Witness Lee said here, drank of the Savior, and the Savior drank of the sinner. Both of them were satisfied. How about that? Yeah, it's really quite something. We all understand that as human beings, we we have hunger, we have thirst, we have an inward need for satisfaction. But maybe we didn't realize that God himself has such an inner hunger and thirst. And the thing that can satisfy the hunger and thirst within the Lord himself is mankind. And in particular, when man drinks of him, he can drink of man. This is a a deep and wonderful thought here in this section that uh, by bringing himself as the living water to this woman, he 
drank of her and he and he got fed. So when the disciples eventually brought the food that he asked them to go and buy, he said in verse 32, I have food to eat that you don't know about. And the disciples thought, well, maybe he ate while we were gone. And he explains a little further that my food is to do the will of him who sent me. And God's will in this case was to come to this sinner and satisfy her deepest longing and at the same time to satisfy his longing. You know, I wanted to uh, read another verse here that I'd like to ask a follow-up to you. It's in verse 11. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket and the well is deep. Where then do you get this living water? I think as some of the listeners, they're listening to the program right now and they're wondering, maybe I need this living water. Maybe I need to drink this living water. I, I am needing my satisfaction. I need to be satisfied. I'm not content. Sin is not satisfying me. The only thing that can really satisfy me is the living water. But like this woman said, how do you get this living water, Mark? That's, I think we need to help our listeners to really be satisfied by enjoying the Lord who can, is the only one who can really satisfy us. Yes, the woman and the Lord had a mysterious conversation. He he said, if you knew who you were talking to, you would ask him for living water, referring to himself. And she answered and said, where can I get this living water? And through this conversation, through this interaction, in the story, she gets the living water, and she gets satisfied. But, you know, the Lord's word to her her is important. He said, you should ask. Ask for it. Tell this one you are speaking with that you are thirsty and that sin and all these many husbands and, and other companions have never been able to satisfy you and say, Lord, Give me this water like she did. Give me this water. And he will be very, very happy to give it to us. In other words, we open our heart to him in a sincere prayer and ask him to come into us as the living water. Another thing that's involved here is is he touched her conscience. There was a matter of confession involved, so I want to let you speak to that a little bit, too, before we sign off. We have another minute or two, but this matter, first of all, I think that's a great point. If you're listening, wherever you are, this is not a small thing to ask. The Lord told the woman, ask. We need to ask the Lord for the living water. But there's more, isn't there, Mark? There is. What's implied here, but not spoken directly, is the confession of her sins. And she didn't have any realization in the beginning that she needed to confess her sins. So in this conversation that the Lord has with her, he just asks her to go and get her husband. And she says, I don't have a husband. And then through the conversation, the Lord helped her to confess her sins the fact that she had had many husbands and probably many men. That means in order for us to 
ask the Lord for the living water and receive it, there is an additional condition that we confess our sins and confess the fact that we have sought for satisfaction in many sinful things instead of Him. Mark, we've run out of time now, so we're going to stop. But uh, thanks for coming in and joining us again and talking about how the Lord can only satisfy us. Thank you, Matt. And thank you for listening wherever you are. We encourage you to contact us by email or calling us. The phone number is 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. If you'd like to contact us with any questions or comments or We can help you get the literature, or you can go online and read these messages online at lsm.org or listen to these programs again. On behalf of Mark Robbie, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today. Listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee ministered the Word of God for over seven decades. Many consider these life studies as his seminal work, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Spirit. If you'd like to find more about Witness Lee, these life study messages, or any of the materials provided by Living Stream Ministry, please visit our website, lsm.org. That's lsm.org. You can also email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. Thanks for listening today.